So I want to tell you guys a story about my crazy neighbor because I have a crazy neighbor. Crazy neighbors are so much fun. Yeah, he he's like he's always been like super out there. We've only lived here for a year, but like he he's been super out there and just like really fucking weird the entire time we've been here. Like we were outside like making burgers and like drinking and he just like shows up and like comes down and hangs out with us and gives us a framed picture of Sid Vicious and like brings down a bottle of scotch and he's just like i don't know if you want some of this but i'm gonna drink some <laughs> yeah what about this virus they never made something that could kill me <laughs> and uh he's just just a crazy person um but recently we don't see him so much but we hear him all the time and usually all we hear is just like fuck, <laughs> and just like variations on that but a couple of days ago we got a really good one my roommate will was going out and we hear from porches above, Jiminy fucking Christmas! Shit all over my balls. What? what? <laughs> was, it, was he caroling? Just outside? <laughs> just he doing the most heinous carol? It's, my, my favorite part, though, is that he said, he said the phrase shit all over my balls like it was an enemy that he hadn't seen in years. He's like, shit all over my balls. Oh, I was, I was kind of picturing it like how he was like a wrestler announcer. It's like, shit all over my balls. And he's like, really? I love that he, he censored himself with the Jiminy Cricket. Just... Jiminy Christmas, but he tucked a little fucking in there. <laughs> Tucked a little fucking. I'm just yeah. picturing uh, the the guy from uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Who, which, uh, which oh the the chef? Yeah, oh. the chef is just like I'm gonna go fondle my sweaters. Honestly, uh, make him more angry, and and age him like 20 years, and yeah, okay, like with the beard and the and the and the and the baldness and and the whatnot, and yeah. I uh, I read an article. There, on Wet Hot American Summer several months ago, but Paul Rudd was talking, and he's, he was like, I don't know if they ever actually paid me. They were supposed <laughs> to pay me, but I don't know if they did. I don't think he's hurting for it, I gotta be honest. No. Yeah, I don't think yeah, really he matters anymore. That got... seems like such a Paul Rudd thing to do, though. Right, very. It's like things like that that make me think that I would be such a good friend of his. <laughs> like... Oh, it's because you loved him in Ant-Man, right, yes. Trevor? <laughs> What's that? Oh. Um, <laughs> it's about a guy who takes care of ants. Trevor, keep up. <laughs> the classic Paul Rudd movie. It was really more of a I rom-com than anything else. I him in that role. Yeah. Yeah. There's also that whole thing about, like, every time he shows up on Conan, he shows the same clip from... Uh, yeah. What the fuck is the name of that movie? Yeah, yeah. Ah, God. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. I love him. He's, he also hasn't aged. No, not ever. at all. Yeah, not a day. That intro to like the sequel for What Out American Summer, or I guess it's a prequel that they made yeah. recently. His intro is the best. He comes in on the motorcycle and just crashes it, and he's like, "I'm late." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were supposed to be here two I, days ago. My fa- my favorite scene from from the first movie was when he was like alone at the in the cafeteria, and I forget who wanted it, but um, they wanted him to take care of his plate and like put it up there. Um, to, to like the dishwasher <laughs> area, it on the floor. and he just had this huge sort of like sissy fit for a solid forty-five seconds. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't remember laughing that hard at most things. Wet Hot American Summer is fucking genius. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal movie! It, it's unbelievably good, and that yeah. that little prequel thing that they made was also so fucking funny. The sequel yeah. one's pretty good too. Not, I don't think it's as good as the prequel, and either is as good as the original. But yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I just don't understand why, what, it was the first day of camp and they had to learn a play in, a, in, one, in one day? <laughs> yeah. Which, that was the well, thing that really, like, that messed with that my head a bit. That was the thing. That, Have you that never been to summer that. camp? Uh, not like one of those. A guy literally turned into a can of beans. That was one play that in was one fine. day. That was fine. That, that happens. Um, a play in a day don't much happen, I, I, I think. You wouldn't do well in Shakespeare's time is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I welcome to Wet Hot American Summer Review, the podcast. <laughs> that is the one we're recording tonight, right? Yep. Otherwise yeah, known as yeah. the Never Games. Oh, that one. That's right. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is the Never Games. My name is Trevor. I am the CEO of Stickerbox Studio, and I'm pretty much out of the running for this season, but I am averaging 0.69 wins per episode, so I'm pretty happy. Nice. 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 That's pretty good. My name is Tom O'Brien, and I am making my own movie called Damp Warm european spring ew uh, gross it's not gonna it's not gonna do well you guys it's just a combination of damp and warm uh really really upsets me uh, and, and european and spring really it's just a whole thing all of it yeah otherwise known as midsummer um but, uh my name is connor provost uh and i'm drinking tea oh it's empty now i'm not drinking tea <laughs> And my name is Noel McInnes, and I have the first pick in the draft for next season. Oh, right. yeah. Who are you going to pick, Noel? Ah, uh, God. Um, I'm going to be Connor. No! <laughs> <laughs> There's only four of us. I love the concept of us having a draft for next year. I don't know what we would be picking, but Man, I, I, I just w- love the idea. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to, like, a fantasy never games. No, we have to. We <laughs> in the draft. We it's it's literally just us four, and we we each have to just for the next full season. We have to pretend to be whichever person we get. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> My name has been and always will be Noel McGinnis. <laughs> I was going to do one for Trevor. It was like, "My name is Trevor. I say a lot of words before my name, and that's that's it." I was trying to yeah. like remember one. He's the CEO of Stickerbox Studios. <laughs> yeah, and the Alderman of the Red Team. Yeah, the alderman of the uh, red team. But then he's like the former alderman now. Former alderman, yeah. Now the chaplain. The, the... So you, just, you just got it. You got yeah. it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> all right, well, I'm Trevor. You've become me. Oh, no. Um, you're going to have to cut all the sleeves <laughs> off all your shirts. Yep, girl mustache. I'm going to be Noel so I can continue to get high. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I, yeah. That's, I, I don't want to grow a mustache or cut my sleeves off. Those are the don't you get first pick. Don't pick Trevor. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. I do get first pick. <laughs> so who do you pick? I'm not. I'm... The clock's running. No, it's not. We have three more episodes before the season's over. <laughs> no, it's, no, we're deciding now. <laughs> we're just doing, we're doing it now. All right. Uh, I will choose. You know what? I'm going to go uh, international. I'm going to choose Mike Paxton. Uh, Mike Paxton. One of your guys named Mike Paxtelston. Mike pa- Mike Paxtelman. He's uh he's an overseas uh game show host from Thy Never Games over in our <laughs> England branch. Oh, our our sister podcast. Yeah. 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 Thy Never Games, and we'll take it from there. We just got to get some new blood. New blood. Right, well, I think this joke has been run into it's the ground. So yeah. Bad. yeah. This is, this is yeah. so bad. Let's play a game. Yeah, let's just skip right into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's do it. Game one is me. 
So my game uh, is called Where Is the Lie? I'm going to be telling you guys some random little stories, and one small little factoid in each story is going to be incorrect, and you have to figure out what that factoid is. There's five of these little stories, and they're all just random weird things that I found on a wonderful website called damninteresting.com. This reminds uh, me of um, that game that Tom did when it was like all highlights, mystery sort of paragraph stories. Remember that, like way back in the day? Was that Tom? Are uh, you talking about the five-minute mysteries thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't oh, think... Yeah. Was, like, that, was I not on for that? No, that was, uh, that was a preseason. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I just remembered I got all of them wrong, so let's... I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for this. <laughs> let's hope Yay. my, my Caxtelman like, is going gonna, is gonna to do a lot better than I am. They're like little, 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 little <laughs> details. Um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I thought your computer had glitched there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh no, computer, what a terrible. Yeah, the computer didn't glitch. Uh, it was me. I glitched. <laughs> His reverb right. was up. So <laughs> this first one is called Half a Thought. The smallest denomination coin ever circulated in the United States was valued at five miles, which is equivalent to one two hundredth of a dollar. Basically, it's a half cent coin. It was minted for 65 years from 1792 until 1857. It was made entirely out of copper, uh, and the design was super simple. It just had a flying eagle on what would be the head side, and then the reverse side just had the words half cent surrounded by a wreath. Despite their low value, these coins were relatively physically large, only slightly smaller than a modern U.S. quarter. It was discontinued by the Coinage Act of 1857, uh, but at the time it was eliminated, it was still had more buying power than a present-day U.S. dime. Due to inflation, a half cent in 1857 was worth about 15 cents in modern dollars. Okay. Where is the lie? Uh, I Just anywhere in there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's... Uh, they weren't made of solid copper. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Okay, so two going for the solid copper. So my original thought was you said it ran from blank date to blank date, and then you said it finished up with the law of of whatever year that was. Yes. So, so it was 1792 to 1857. 1857 is when the Coinage Act happened, oh, and it was continued. I was really hoping the Coinage Act was like a few years off, and I thought that's what you're talking about with a lie. It was just mm. like a... <sighs> you know what? I'm going to say the time. The time period. That's the... The time period. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you're all wrong. The lie is actually, you guys were close. It was actually entirely made out of copper, but the design, instead of a flying eagle, it featured the head of Lady Liberty. This is going to be a hard wow. game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what happens Little when details. nobody gets any points? Uh, it goes to then, me. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, uh, but the, whatever yeah. his name is, gets a point. Mike, a, a phantom point. To Paxtelman. Pax, Paxtel. Uh, so these are ones that I picked off the, the, the website, and I had was initially like trying to think of ones that I could make up, and those ones are definitely easier. So if it comes down to it, then I can just do one or two of those. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, but now you know the type of the type of lie that you're looking for. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. An inconsequentially small detail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So this next one is called During the Dark Times. 
in the European theater of World War II, uh, as early as 1943, the German army started developing a special panther tank known as the Nachtjäger, which means night fighter. Basically, they were equipped with powerful searchlights, but these lights did not cast light in the visible spectrum. It was an invisible infrared light with beams stretching out to 600 meters. Inside the tank, uh, operators viewed the scene from outside via a small monochrome cathode ray tube that was fed through an image intensifier. Basically, these tanks were the first practical night vision apparatus. Uh, however, the German military decided that the technology was way too expensive, so, that, so none of these tanks were ever actually used. But towards the end of the war, they used a smaller version called the Vampire, and basically a German soldier was outfitted with one of the Vampires. It was an assault rifle that had a miniaturized backpack-powered night vision scope for nighttime sniping. Where is the lie? Uh, I think it was earlier than 1943. Okay. I think it is... Shorter than 600 meters, the, the vision. Meters. Okay. I think it wasn't called the vampire, or it just didn't happen at all. <laughs> that would the not be a thing. tiny lie. What <laughs> small lie is it's all made up? <laughs> well, no, no, just, just the, um, the, the self-mounted backpack sniper. Oh, okay. yeah. So thing. you're saying the vampire did not happen. Or just wasn't called the vampire. Pick one of those, if it's right. <laughs> I, I, I need you to pick. Oh, one we can all. do that. Oh, um, all right, then. Then the entire backpack-laden sniper enhancement was not a real thing. Uh, no, you're very close, but no, uh, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> was it the other I, one? I made this uh, too difficult. It seems the lie in this one is that they did actually use about fifty to sixty of those tanks throughout the course of the war. Um, so the lie was that uh, they were never utilized in their tank form. It sucks that okay. we're not getting points, but I'm still really interested in, in all of this. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm liking this game. It's fascinating it's, stuff, but I might have just made, made it, it a is, little too it difficult. It is impossibly hard. Well, it, here's, here's what's going to happen, <laughs> is that eventually one of the things you read off is going to be a thing that we actually, one of us actually knows about, and it's going to be a blowout. Yeah. It's like, right. oh my god, <laughs> Trevor got a point. Like, it's a lynch. <laughs> so the next one is called National Treasure. Yes. <laughs> Inside America's Mount Rushmore National Monument, there is a secret chamber known as the Hidden Hall of Records. Therein, under a 1,200-pound granite capstone, which is atop a titanium vault, which encloses a teakwood box, lie 16 porcelain enamel panels with texts of the Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights etched upon them. It also houses a biography of Gutzon Borglum, the supervising sculptor of Mount Rushmore, and the story of the presidents. The builder's intent was to preserve copies of these documents for the far future, uh, and there's a big old inscription um, of a quote from Gutzon Borglum just outside the vault. Where is the lie? Oh, boy. I don't think the guy's name is Gutzon Borglum. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and it's, I'm, I'm going to just nix that one just right off the bat. It's, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> In a million years, I could not make up the name Gitson Borglum. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Nick Cage character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here uh, to protect this porcelain thing of <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. I'm Gitson <laughs> Borglum. Uh, if you have questions, you can ask questions, like if you need me to like reiterate something. How many uh, porcelain panel did you say? There were 16, 16 porcelain enamel panels 
Um, I'm going to say that that's too many. Okay. Again, it's for the Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. And they're just in like a box. They're in a teakwood box on top of a, well, no, there's a, there's a 1,200 pound granite capstone, which is on top of a titanium vault. And then they're in a teakwood box inside the vault. I don't think there's a vault. I think, if anything, it's just the capstone. Okay. What documents did you say there were? The Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. I think that the Constitution is not there. Because Nick Cage has it. (laughs) Nicholas Cage at it again. Uh, So I'm just going to go, in the interest of uh, having an eventual winner, I'm going to give this to Trevor. Um, hey. Because you were so close, the it, the Constitution is there, but the Articles of Confederation are not. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so. that would that would jumped out to me as you were you reading it, and I was like, ah, oh, man, I wish I hadn't already guessed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I re- I came really close to saying that the Goodson Borglum quote was on the inside rather than the outside. Yeah, it was. It's like it's a long quote, and it's just like outside on the wall. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of fascinating. It's completely closed off to the public. You can never get there, but it's like on the backside of the mountain, like underneath the presidents and stuff. Is there like um, one of those things that they have in like um, uh, the meerkat exhibit where you can just pop your head in and just look at it? <laughs> <laughs> do, uh, I assume no. Do like one of those little presidential peeper sort of things and just look at it and there's, oh, that's cool. Then, that'd be that'd be pretty pretty dope. That'd be pretty um, cool. That's going to be terrifying <laughs> for the meerkats, right? They're so right. desensitized. Right. Uh, they're probably used to it at this point. Yeah, Again, really. they're in a zoo, so like, like they've like... seen people all the time. Yeah, nothing yeah. really gets them off anymore. Is it one-way glass, maybe? Uh, uh, I don't think zoos are funded enough for that high-tech of a, of a machine. One-way really glass is zoos? not that hard. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but think about the funding, It's a, man. a high-tech machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Think of the funding. Yeah. <laughs> the All problem right. is, is that one-way glass, I think, would work in the direction that you would want it to go in. Because well, the darkest part would always be the meerkat. And here's the then, other thing. They could uh, only really afford either the one-way gl- glass for the meerkats or the extra strong glass for the polar bear tank. And it, you kind of <laughs> ha- it. the decision chooses itself, really. Guys, you're all missing the fact that the meerkats aren't even there. It's just a pre-recorded <laughs> thing. People stick their heads up it's, and they just see a 360 it's screen. It's a 360 video. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Much cheaper than yeah. one-way glass. Right? <laughs> so I think that's, that's really the lie, is that... Is, they're, is they're, the existence of meerkats? No, they're just <laughs> they're meerkats in Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I don't think that's a lie, <laughs> Noel. I, I think we all know that that's not true. Oh I, no! I mean, I said that is true. So that no, oh, matter. that's so the meerkats are there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Well, let's live okay. in the nose. Yeah. All right. So this next one is called "It Belongs Wait, in a Museum," live, and I just really how could they to live in that. the nose? That would be like oh my god, Trevor. upside down. <laughs> They'd live like in the in the retinas. Oh my god! Or do they like? <laughs> are they piloting like Gundams? I'm assuming that's how Gundams work. I've never seen yeah. a Gundam, so the meerkats have just been lying in wait to activate Mount Rushmore. <laughs> uh, dude, whichever just, team just of meerkats near... like lucked out into getting Lincoln, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're oh, gonna man. put in they're, some work. Burning fuck... Lincoln hand strike. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be fucking psyched when the kaiju come. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Well, as it happens, meerkats are going to be the savior of, of the world when the kaiju do come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, we're so off topic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So Trevor's got a point, and yeah. that's it. Next one is called, It Belongs in a Museum. In January of 2010, two journalists knocked on the door of 84-year-old Frenchman Jacques Belanger to ask him about a mummified human head that he kept in his attic. The, they suspected that it was the head of King Henry IV of France, who died 400 years earlier in 1610. In 1793, in the midst of the French Revolution, a decree was issued that ordered the destruction of all royal tombs. An angry mob obliged, uh, and they plundered all the bones and bodies from the crypt of St. Denis and frolicked in former monarch mockery for abandoning the remains in a ditch. Some enterprising plunder, however, evidently smuggled away a former head of state, which would be King Henry's head. The contraband uh, mummified head changed hands a few times over the centuries, as did the rumors regarding its origin, most recently being sold at auction to Mr. Belanger in 1955 for 5,000 francs. In 2010, when they went to uh, ask him about it, they discovered the head. It was positively identified based on a scar, a distinctive scar uh, over his right eye and a healed fracture above his upper left jaw that coincided with an injury suffered during an assassination attempt in 1594. Mr. Blander then surrendered, surrendered the mummified head, and it's in a museum somewhere. Yeah, where's the lie? It wasn't in his attic. Where? Do you want to elaborate? No, I'm going to be vague. <laughs> <laughs> Try and get the point. It was just like uh, propping up like a wobbly table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that it wasn't King Henry IV. Okay. You said something about St. Dennis? Uh, yeah, that's the crypt where uh, all these bodies were looted from. I don't think it was St. Dennis. I know he's a real saint, but it could have been another saint. That's my thing. All right. St. Charlie. Well, I kind of forgot about the lie when I was reading this one, <laughs> so I almost missed it, uh, which <laughs> probably made it a little bit harder. But the, it was, in fact, King Henry, <sighs> but they, the, the way they identified it had nothing to do with his eye. Um, it was a dark lesion above his right nostril that they used to identify that it was actually him. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Huh. Okay. I'm curious about you making this game thinking, like, <laughs> what? they're going to know if if I say he I was just... identified by his teeth. They'll know that's a lie. We'll say it's a scar, but we'll move it two inches up on his face. <laughs> I, honestly, I just tried to pick small details. And I just picked random small details somewhere in the story, and I was like, that's going to be the lie. So I guess I should have made them bigger details. Can I'm I, can I, I'm gonna, how about this? I'm going to take a guess that there's a hidden bonus point in this game in that all of these stories are completely untrue. Uh, <laughs> because I would have no idea. <laughs> all of these stories are, in fact, true. Okay. 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 <laughs> I didn't want to give away that secret bonus point. Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell us until he's done the last one. All right. So the last one is called the Overlooked Amendment. This is about uh, an amendment called Article the Second, which was a single sentence amendment written by James Madison in 1789. Basically, all it says is that Congress's decisions to change their own salaries cannot take effect until after the next election of members of the House of Representatives. So it was submitted for ratification in September 1789, but the original 13 states uh, just decided that it wasn't worth it, they didn't care enough about it, or probably they just wanted to make sure that they could eventually get those pay raises. In the first two years, only two states ratified 
be Article II, so it was not added to the Constitution. Uh, and then as more states were gradually added to the Union, basically it was just forgotten about. One notable exception was Ohio, which ratified the amendment in 1873 as a protest against the Salary Grab Act, where Congress voted to grant themselves a huge retroactive pay raise, basically exactly what the amendment was trying to prevent. Um, I that's ballsy to call it the Salary Grab Act. Yeah. Right? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. That was a nickname. <laughs> it was. It was the Legislative, Executive, and Judicial Expenses Appropriation Act. But everybody called it the Salary Grab Act because yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. Catchy. All right. Now I'm going to give you guys a hint that the lie is somewhere in this next part. Okay. Over a century later, in 1982, University of Texas undergrad student Gregory Watson discovered the long-neglected amendment, and he wrote a class research paper arguing that it could still be legally ratified despite its age. His instructor loved it, uh, gave him an A, but also helped him on a letter-writing campaign to U.S. state legislatures, and within 10 years, enough states had ratified the amendment for it to be certified. Uh, and in eight, on the 18th of May, 1992, amid considerable protests from Congress people, Article II became the 27th Amendment to the United States Constitution. I would have already gotten it wrong. I thought the lie was earlier than the than when you said the disclaimer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, the thing about this game is that you picked a random detail and decided to make it a lie, whereas yeah. I'm picking a random detail and I've decided is the lie. <laughs> yeah. So mm. I was just like, oh, it wasn't in September. It was probably in <laughs> August. Like. <laughs> Maybe the other the previous rounds dictate that I am being that much of a dick about the lie, but I'd like to think <laughs> that I wasn't like that much of a dick about it. Okay, so he didn't get an A, he got an a B plus. Uh I'm gonna say C. that it uh it took less than ten years. Okay. To have it fully ratified. God. I am gonna agree with Noel. <laughs> <laughs> Noel, is that actually what you're going to go for? Um, and Trevor, is that what you're going to go for? I mean, are you going to be as specific as a B plus? Uh, <laughs> um, what, what was this, the, stu you... the student's name and the school that he was at? Gregory Watson, University of Texas. I'm going gonna, gonna to say one of those things is wrong. I'm going to say University of Texas is wrong. Okay. I'll just I'll say the identity of the student. Cool. Uh, so it's uh, both of them are wrong. <laughs> Already. I'm gonna stick with the grade. I don't know oh man, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. Yeah, you are because that's the lie. Oh. <laughs> he actually got a C on his paper, and his instructor told him, like, I added to it. The, he got a C on his paper, and his instructor completely dismissed the idea as unrealistic. Oh, so this is so. Dumb, the it's dumb, it's so dumb. The letter-writing campaign that <laughs> happened was basically out of revenge and spite to his professor, and he was like, fuck you, I'm going to show you, and he got it done. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Noel. But uh, that does I'm... give us two points for Trevor, and Trevor, you are the winner of Where is the Lie? Yeah. So <laughs> I really liked dumb. that game. It's, it's I, a dumb, dumb game. Like, it's I, just I, dumb. If it was remade, I would say maybe make it a little bit easier. Maybe. Yeah. Like each of those stories had about like 35 different minor facts that could have all, been changed. All of them were yeah. dumb. Make, make it the game less dumb. I, you know, I, think that, <laughs> I think that if it was a five multiple choice, 
like that that would yeah. have been enough. Yeah, I yeah. thought about doing multiple choice, and then I like, didn't because I was lazy. I, th- I feel like we often default to three, but I think you could have pushed it to like five possibilities. Yeah. And it would have been. I was trying to get away from the multiple choice thing, but I guess just yeah. having more options would have would have. Yeah, it, it just yeah. gives you that security where somebody hopefully has to get it right, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. So, well, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> oh no, it was fine. a great game. It and was only wonderful. Got two of the five. Like, don't you? That, don't it you? Can't yeah, be that's that actually, bad. If uh, don't you patronize me? <laughs> it's okay, Connor. Nobody's saying it was an easy game. It's not your fault. I just ate my weed. <laughs> and with you that really pack that in brownie before you, <laughs> you just push it, it into a brownie <laughs> yeah. that's how edibles work <laughs> all right uh, let's jump into the multimedia minute all right so it is my uh my turn to do the multimedia minute and first, a bit of news from the Multimedia Minute. Oh. Yeah, first of its kind, straight from the red carpet in Hollywood. Um, you might have heard this, um, heard about this. It came out a little bit earlier this week. KFC to launch... Uh, oh, to, God. <laughs> KFC to air holiday mini-movie on Lifetime oh, Network called what? A Recipe for the Seduction. I really, I was really <laughs> hoping this wasn't going to come oh, up at some God. point, because it is nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so horrible. I love it. All right, so this, this article is from Market Watch, uh, <laughs> doing, doing their work on, on the scene. Uh, KFC is spicing up the holidays with a new mini-movie, a 15-minute film commercial that will air on the Lifetime Network December 13th at noon, called Recipe for Seduction. Great time slot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one thing that I will say is that whoever's um, in charge of KSC's marketing has been crushing it for years. Like, yeah. I don't care about KFC, but like their yeah. ads are great. Did you know that their Twitter follows like nine guys named Herb and then the yeah. Spice Girls? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so far this season, KFC sold a fried chicken scented fire log at Walmart, <laughs> and um, a, a business partner, Pizza Hut, created an original pan pizza weighted blanket selling for $150. I like that they say business what? partner, Pizza Hut. Yeah. Like, they're not just like both subsidiaries <laughs> of Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. Pizza Hut and KFC um, are sitting down in ties. At meetings together, like, right. hmm, who's gonna do the Yule log this year? I think a, I think a pepperoni this pizza Yule log sounds delicious. I honestly yeah, didn't realize no. that they were partners because no, no. I thought it, I, I only ever see like the KFC and Taco Bell combinations, you know? Yeah, yeah. Ken Taco Hut is a thing. Ken Taco Hut. Yeah. This is the funniest part of the entire uh, article. KFC sees the Lifetime movie as a distraction from the stresses brought on by the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic and lockdowns, but only for 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> uh, a recipe for this, uh, this is from um, Andrea Zahuminski, uh, KFC chief marketing officer. A recipe for seduction is a perfect excuse to curl up at home and escape your own happily ever <laughs> after. Um, so, uh, you want to know about casting? You say, "Oh God, and who's going to play? Who's going to play the big colonel?" Well, you all guessed right. It's Mario Lopez. <laughs> he looks terrifying. <laughs> the movie star is Mario Lopez, known for his roles on Saved by the Bell and this year's Lifetime Holiday movie. <laughs> 
So he stars in another movie called Felice <laughs> Navi Dad, which is about a father. I'd rather watch the KFC one. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that will that will release. Um, what I say, December thirteenth at noon. Uh, for between noon and twelve fifteen. Thanks, I hate playing. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, man. What, what so think, that has uh, been the first multi. Oh, loser news. punishment. Loser has to recreate a recipe for seduction. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do with the, the uh, extra fifteen minutes in that time slot? KFC ads. Just KFC ads. Just <laughs> it's got to be more ads. <laughs> yeah. All right, now now to the meat and potatoes of the entire bit. First thing I want to talk about real quickly is this website that I just discovered called Pokemon Showdown. Um, I highly recommend this to anyone who really likes playing Pokemon back in the day but don't really have um, a means to do it or just don't know how emulators work or anything like that. So you sign up to the website, and it randomly picks you from someone else that's playing Pokemon. And it gives um, randomly selects a six Pokemon team, and it's just battling. That's dope. Huh. Um, yeah, Pretty it's really cool. cool. It goes really quickly. The Pokemon selection is everything. So I did get a couple of legendaries when I was doing it, and that was kind of cool. Uh, the biggest issue I had with it was there weren't any oh. items. So like no potions, no revives, none of that. It's it's basically like street fighting. Um, but yeah, that's play.pokemonshowdown.com. Uh, check it oh. out. Interesting. I'm now, right now, I just did. The, the big one. I've been playing this uh, video game called Control, and it is one of the best games I've played in my entire life. Everything they did about it is basically like a personalized video game for me. Um, are you guys familiar with this at all? No. Uh, my roommate actually played it a lot, um, and I yeah. saw glimpses of him doing it, but I have never actually played it myself. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing-looking game. It's a top-down um, situation, isn't it? No, kind of. it's just a third-person um, action shooter thing. It's kind of got themes uh, of a mix of like X-Men, Inception, MC Escher, and Warehouse 13. All right. So many things. Um, <laughs> so many things. Um, so it all, you play as Jesse Faden, who is a supposed new director, di- new director for the Federal Bureau of Control, which is like this organization that protects people from weird unexplained anomalies that you know there's like a haunted toaster but like destroys a house or something it's a hellboy situation and yeah yeah pretty much um but yeah it's this big brutalist concrete building and when you go into it there is a thing already happening and it's a result of an experiment they did that ripped through another dimension and some beings were brought back with it and those beings are called the hiss okay and when you walk around sometimes the hiss controls people, uh, especially security guards who are, who are your main enemy in it, um, but it also controls pretty much everyone else in the building, but all the, the non-threatening people are just hung up in suspension in midair, and you just have to like kind of walk around them, and it's, it's pretty weird. There are insane departments within this bureau, um, like Ritual Division, Astral uh, Exhibition, Parapsychology, Department of Luck and Probability, and Dimensional Research. So each of these, you have to go to their department. The main boss is uh, the department head that's been controlled by the Hiss. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of acts as mo- mostly mostly like you're shooting enemies with guns, but sometimes they sort of act like zombies. And as you're doing this, you have a gun, obviously that can transform. You start off with a pistol, but then it can transform to like a shotgun. 
machine gun, sniper rifle, grenade launcher. But you also have X-Men powers. <laughs> so you can force pull and force launch people and then enemies over time. You can hero slam down into the ground. You can, you can fly everywhere. You're basically like a, like a dope-ass Jean Grey with a gun. Or like a Jedi? Yeah, I just never pictured Jedi's kind of like just floating, you know? Like, I know they can, but I just never imagined it. Well, that's fair. Yeah, and uh, it's a completely uh, destructible and usable landscape, so as long as you have the power high enough, you can grab literally anything. That's true. Um, yeah. Which is kind of cool, and they utilize it pretty well. There are no grenades, but instead you can, like, grab fire extinguishers off the wall and just throw it at them, and it explodes. <laughs> I remember Ooh. loving, although it was a terrible game in general, um, the Superman Returns game for PS2 <laughs> way back in the day. Everything was interactable, and you could, like, pick up oil tankers and throw them at bad guys and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yes, you can... Yeah, you can basically grab anything that's not as big as, like, I don't know, 10 feet by 10 feet or something like yeah. that. The story is really damn good. It's about um, the main character, Jesse, trying to find her brother who is, like, locked away in, like, some secret compartment because he's, like, the strongest mutant thing or whatever. I haven't finished it yet, so I'm not exactly sure. Uh, it's very uh, user-friendly. There's a customizable god mode if you get stuck or if you just want to have fun. And I turned on one hit kills and uh invulnerability last night and it was just so fun just to fuck <laughs> around with cool. everyone. would you would you call it just like a beat 'em up shooter or is there puzzles there are or? there are slight puzzles um when you go into the heart of a, of certain departments to kind of make your way towards the the main level boss there are these weird um security sort of puzzles where it's it's crazy you have to like there's this random light switch, like a chain light switch that you have to pull three times and you get transported to like this weird motel. And then you have to like figure out what the weird puzzle is in that. And then you get transported past that to go to the, the department. It's very odd, but I, oh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, there's ac actively um, like inception style landscapes, like things like a main hall that twists Ooh. or, or things are just kind of broken up. Um, each department before you beat the boss has like these weird sort of concrete cube growths all around it, like basically like a geode. And then once you kill the main boss, it kind of transforms back to the way it used to be. Yeah, if you haven't watched the um, the preview that I sent you earlier, I, I highly recommend that. It kind of puts in all the good stuff at once. Well, the two things that this is having not actually played the game that's making me think of are the scenes from uh, Batman Arkham Asylum where you're being affected by the fear toxin. The scarecrow ones? Yeah, so where everything's yeah. weird, and then when Ooh. it's done, you're like, oh, this is what it actually was. You can right. see like the things that you are really interacting with. But also, um, I'm getting a vibe of Bioshock uh, Infinite. You have like just yeah, a combo of that. like building up your powers, but also like carrying a gun around and what combination of those two things mm. do you use? Which I think is a great system because it opens up a lot of versatility um, in right. play styles. Mm -hmm. Also reminds me of the um, Mass Effect games. Where it's like, do you want to be a go through entirely as a gun user, or do you want to like crank out them superpowers and like never actually use your gun? So yeah, so there is a skills tree, and I just cranked out my my force pull and force push like as much as possible, and I've, I kind of ignored everything <laughs> else. Um, but the weird part about the whole gun 
aspect is that um, you don't have ammo, so you have bullets, um, and you, when you're using them up, they just kind of gradually recharge over time. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like you use the gun at first, and then when you need to reload, you kind of then use your force powers to sort of take place during that time. You got like time. a cooldown for gun use. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's neat. Yeah, and, and it's, it's really cool. There's all these interdepartmental uh, like side challenges. Um, one of the first ones you do in the, in the maintenance department is you try and kill this sort of alien that's plugged up um, one of the, the main sewage drains and has been like a scourge on the janitor for like 20 years, and he just hasn't been able to figure it out, which is mm. kind of cool. Um, there's other ones where you have to go into uh, like a department of of fungal research or something and like some spores got out and sort of took over that like a half of that department and that kind of affects uh how enemies are portrayed and everything like that and you sort of have to figure out uh how to stop it and how to get samples back to her lab and so there stuff is a like bit that. of so a like a lot open of... world kind of aspect then to it oh yeah it's very open world um if you want it plays super linearly as well that's what i've been kind of doing um but there's a billion different side missions I've just completely haven't done cool. yet. Now, what system are you playing this um, on? Yeah. I'm playing it on Xbox One. It uh, just came out for Xbox Game Pass. This is a game that I've wanted to play for a year or so since it came out, and this was the, the first time I had to do it. It's not all good. There are a few kind of bad things about it. The main character, Jessie Faden, her, her facial expressions are very monotonous and sort of boring yeah. at times. But beyond that, it's mostly mechanics. Uh, it has an absolute brutal uh, minute and a half to two and a half minute load time, and that's whenever <laughs> you fast travel or die. <laughs> and I I died a lot, so that was kind of a turnoff for me. And especially when you go out of the pause menu to back to playing a game, it has it's choppy for about three to five seconds. So if you play it, I recommend you don't pause during a battle, or else you'll just die. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you have to spend two minutes waiting for it to reload. <laughs> yeah, right. and it did it did crash for me twice, which is something that's not usually common in games. Um, but mm. I yeah. I want to assume that's that was something on my part. But yeah, if you love anything that I just said, and you just want to kill a bunch of people using using your Jean Grey powers and a gun that kind of transforms, get control. I fucking love it. It looks like it Wait. won uh, a lot of awards for its visuals too. So. It is an amazing looking game. Yeah, if you're interested, watch the uh, watch the trailer. It kind of goes into all the different aspects. There's a kick-ass uh, photo mode too that that I've been using. We should put that trailer up on uh, the Twitter or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it up and blast it. Blast it. Put it up and blast it out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Cool. All right, and that's been the Multimedia Minute. Putting it up and blasting it out. <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump into a break, y'all. Quick break. Yes, yes, yes. Today's episode is presented by Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant-based subscription meal kit that makes it easy to cook irresistible meals to fuel your body. Each week, choose from an expansive and delicious menu of dinners, lunches, breakfasts, and snacks. 
Every box is an opportunity to learn and experience something new with easy recipes and fresh pre-proportioned ingredients. No shopping, no food waste, just globally inspired, restaurant-quality, plant-based meals. Get $30 off your first box by going to purplecarrot.com and entering code PODGO30 at checkout today. That's PODGO30, P-O-D-G-O-30, for $30 off your first Purple Carrot box. Purple Carrot, the easiest way to eat more plants. Have I ever told you guys my weird thing about winking? You have a weird thing about winking? Yeah. If I see... <laughs> I, if a, if a... Okay, hold on. Quick game. Tom and Noel, <laughs> what do you think his weird thing about winking is? Uh, he, <laughs> he, does, he, uh, he doesn't wink to the eagle, but only to the head of Lady Liberty. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you can't wink, you can only blink. Nah, see, I think <laughs> okay. it's going to be a little bit weirder than that. I think... Only to the Articles of Confederation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to say uh, his shoulder cracks every time he winks. It's so weird. I want to say he burps. <laughs> it's time. every it's time. Not <laughs> it's not. I, now it doesn't seem like such a weird thing. It's just that. <laughs> no, it's, it's like if I'm watching TV or a movie and a character on. If I see a character on a screen winking, I have to wink back at them. Oh, yeah. It's just, sure. it's that, just a compulsion. It's like, the thing that I it. do too, but do you ever get the feeling like I 100% of the time, whenever I do the response wink, it never looks as good. As when, oh, yeah. when when the when the when the TV guy does it, winking right. is surprisingly hard to pull it, off. Wink, dude, winking yeah. is so hard. It's like jumping. <laughs> yeah. jumping, 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 jumping is hard. Everybody man. can do it, but most people can't do it well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've I don't think I've jumped wow. in like three and a half years. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? Just who 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 has who does who it? Jumps? Like, who jumps? Who has time for jumping? Besides people that that you need it for their jobs, like LeBron James, or oh, you can't think person. of a single yeah. other person who jumps. LeBron James I... and and Timmy Brady, who probably jump, jumps. No, Tom Tom Brady cannot jump. He, yeah, the man can barely even run. <laughs> I I gotta be honest. I don't think I've ever walked like fully walked down a flight of stairs. Like I always <laughs> jump when there's like oh. two or three stairs left. Can you I tell which of the four the of us still isn't thirty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that all changes there, Connor. No. It, oh, trust me, it hurts now. <laughs> it hurts now, Just but can't I can't break like, the habit. I can't. <laughs> hey, uh. You guys want to play some direct sale disasters? Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. No, I want to keep talking about our weird idiosyncrasies. Okay, here I have one. Whenever I'm reading a book and the author describes the character doing some like minor thing, I have to do it. Like yeah. Like if the author if the Elaborate author on minor if the author's like he dropped his his head and turned <laughs> slightly to the side, hoping that they didn't notice he was looking. Hmm. Like I have to just turn a little bit and. Like, pretend that I'm doing it so I can get, like, the full visual. No, I totally do that. Uh, so I also do that. I do this thing where if I'm, whenever I'm drawing a person, I have to make the face that they're making while I'm drawing it. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. Is that why all, your, car- that all your characters are just sticking their tongue out and, like, closing one eye? <laughs> yeah. Just, like, it's your concentrating face. Just... Yeah. <laughs> 
Now you see, Trevor, I think I, I could relate to yours more, but whenever I like read a book, I have to read each line about 25 times before it, like my that brain... That just means you have to read more, Noel. That's because you're stoned, Noel. Yeah, well, yeah but none, none of the... It, that... First, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like all the words are jumbled up. Yeah, and then I have to figure that shit out. Which is, again, who has the time? <laughs> I started reading like two years ago. No, like four years ago, and that goes yeah. away really quickly. But also, you just have to kind of accept that. Like the whole point is that you're you're reading. If you have to read more while you're reading, well, you're fucking reading. So of course you're gonna read. Right. That's true. Was yeah. it was it uh, New Year's when I was living with you that you started the book a month? Yeah, it was. I always want to do that, and then I just I I, I get I just don't I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> it was really like, helpful. I, I make big plans to do it, and then I just forget to like get the books, and I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, video games are my books. Uh, yeah, Allison's uh, one year exactly the same. I mean, like I do like I do like four <laughs> video games a month, pretty much. Hey, there are lots of books in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, as as we've talked about before. Like yeah. thirty years ago, Allison's mom for New Year's kept a count of how many books she would read in a year, and she just mm. never stopped. Yeah. And last year at New Year's, she was like, "Well, I'm going to finish a book next week, so I know what my final count's going to be: sixty-three books this year." Jesus. And I was like, "Good God." And she was like, hey, I was a little slow, but it's still yeah. more than most years. And I was like, a little <laughs> slow. That's like what? a book and a, a quite a bit a week. You know what? I, I, <laughs> My I, sister I, does I, that. I think I know yeah. what it is. I used to do that when I was a kid and I just burned through like the Treehouse series of like time, tra- time travel historical she's, reference so is she doing that she's reading children's board books like, yes. <laughs> they're all i spies <laughs> she found waldo a bunch actually to to cap off my goal of 12 in a year that year that i was living with tom i read one of his comics as book number 12 <laughs> yeah. yeah so snuck that in counts. there i read it like on december 31st <laughs> one of the things is too like maybe i should start going after the treehouse series i've been like <laughs> i've been trying to do do like the expert reading like whenever i try to read i either try to read like ulysses or infinite jest and was like oh my god yeah i don't think i should start there no. i think i should start on the no, treehouse I, series I've, I've kind of realized that like some of the best things for 30 year old tom to read are books that thirteen-year-old Tom wanted to read? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the Treehouse yeah. series. Give me, give me some Terry Pratchett. Give me like you oh, know yeah. YA like fantasy, and I'm there. All right, guys, we we gotta hey, go to Jerry's yeah. right, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, gang. So we're officially in mid-December as of the release of this episode, and you know mm-hmm. what that means. Times for some classic holiday movies, right? Oh, okay. oh God. Uh, so one of my favorite uh, holiday slash Halloween classics is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Recipe for Seduction. Right. <laughs> uh, Pluto Nash. Uh, and as we all know. Pluto the... Nash. <laughs> this is trying to get random. The, the main character of Nightmare Before Christmas is Jack Skellington. So uh-huh. in his honor, this week's direct sales disasters is all going to be real skeletons. Jesus, you oh, took like <laughs> s- seven steps to do yeah. that whole transition. Yeah, I was I was really yeah. prepared for this to just be a bunch of shit that you found on Hot Topics website. <laughs> <laughs> just well, so, all 
Jack Skellington merch. No, you see, I thought you were going to keep keep making steps. I was like, oh yeah, so then you need you need calcium for your bones, and this is all about milk. <laughs> yeah. No, this this is a this is a collection on Etsy of like taxidermied skeletons that I have. Found. We not done that yet. Well, if we have, we've we're just doing done a, a large smattering of bones and teeth. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I felt like I'd go real classic and do bones. Yeah, <laughs> it's because my friend Willow the other day was like, "Yeah, I was listening Has bones. to." Yeah, <laughs> she does. Uh, she is a she is a complete articulated vertebrate. Uh, she was like, "Hey, I found. Uh, uh, I was doing looking at stuff on Etsy the other day, and I found a whole horse skeleton. How weird is that?" And I was like, "Direct Whoa. sales disasters. Keep talking." <laughs> uh, I did not find the whole horse skeleton. Spoilers. Oh, Get your thumbs up. Entire but... horse skeleton. Yeah. What would you do with that? I don't know. Like, don't, there's not a lot you can do. Sell it to I a feel veterinary like, school. I, like, I feel like you got to do like one of those weird epoxy slash wood slash horse skeleton tables that you see on uh, Facebook all the time. <laughs> yeah, those 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 uh, epoxy pours over horse skeletons. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Then you put I it into a lathe and then <laughs> yeah, and then you just put it right down to the meerkat exhibit and you just watch them go for it guys we're gonna run out right, of time so, on this video before yeah. we even get to the first item yeah. <laughs> all right so this is the, the name of this item is real bat skeleton bat bone in case and base uh oh, there are only God. three of these left and one other person has it in their cart right now but it does have free shipping in the u.s i'll send you this like picture bats. it's the skeleton of a bat oh under glass bad. yeah yeah it does say it's handmade which is debatable yeah um, by god it was made by god <laughs> <laughs> uh the description uh, is uh hello everyone this time up for sale is real bat skeletons <laughs> yes is have real bat skeleton <laughs> and i i am going a uh, classic lowest to highest and I will say that lowest is not super low. I'll get, I'll give yeah. you that warning right now. Like I'm looking at this, and it's like it's very clean. It's the full skeleton. It is a very clean skeleton. Like it's been bleached. Yeah. Um. It's in like a nice display case. I'm gonna say 35. No, did they say this was um in an actual like a, an epoxy sort of thing, or is it like sort of a? In glass. No, it's just in glass. Okay. Hmm. 35 from Connor. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go 50. Ah, okay. I'm going 50. See, I'm or torn because it could be 49. like... 49.99. <laughs> Connor, you got to stop farting into your mic, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be rude. <laughs> that is my snort laugh. <laughs> <laughs> What? I'm gonna, oh God, I'm going to say 45. Funny. All right. This first one is going to go to Noel. Ah, dicks. Uh, it is $60. Wow. Shit all huh. over my balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to go fondle my sweaters. Uh, <laughs> what? Nothing. Shut up. <laughs> this next one is titled... Real piage and skeleton, piage and bone in case and base. And there it is. We we hit our we hit our daily required uh, callbacks for, the, yeah. for this episode. We a lot in this one. Yeah, There's so many. You said the last one was sixty-two. I'm sorry. Uh, sixty even. Sixty even. Where does that two come from? 
It's a pigeon skeleton. How is that more Gosh. than a bat skeleton? It's like, bigger. Oh, but look at it. It's standing upright. Yeah. Look, it's, at, it's, that, look at that, that, that armor plating. It's on a wood <laughs> base. Yeah. It's got a wire frame sticking out of it so that it stays upright. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for the posture here. Now, this there's this is almost gone. There's only three left. However, there's none in anybody's carts. Uh, also says it's handmade. Oh, this must this is by the same uh, maker because hello everyone. This time up for sale is real pigeon skeletons. <laughs> it's pigeon day. Hello, yes, am have skeleton for you to die. The the image I've sent you does not have the glass case around it so that you can see the uh, the skeleton more clearly, but it does come with a glass case around it. You can't return this, just so you know. Why would you want to? <laughs> What what would what would be your cause for returning a skeleton that you bought online? Like you know what you're getting. You know you're <laughs> yeah. buying a skeleton. You don't you don't accidentally purchase a skeleton. <laughs> uh, it, they also well... do specify that this uh, pigeon skeleton is from a bred pigeon that died of natural causes. It was not a wild That's pigeon. Good. I feel like I... the whole sake of no re- returns is out of all the things that would rank of number of. Th- things that people people would buy when they're drunk skeletons are <laughs> definitely up there <laughs> just because you made a mistake and bought a skeleton that you don't yeah. want it's not our fault yeah i'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 75 i was gonna say 72 are you but... still gonna say 72 i'm gonna say 72 eight, 80 no 70, no 78 what? What a spread! Oh man, you really oh. got trapped in there, Trevor. It's God. a good thing you're on the money, though. Oh! <laughs> so that's two Damn points it. for Trevor. Exactly seventy-five dollars for this Piagin skeleton. <laughs> Piagin. I'll be great Piagin. for my my Piagin collection. <laughs> Piagin. Pigeon Man. Pigeon Man from Hey Arnold is a saint. I love yeah. the Pigeon Man episode. Good episode. Yeah. Uh, Great episode. All right, this one, next one is Squirrel Skeleton, Real Articulated Skeleton, Taxidermied Oddities. We're already like halfway uh, through and you're still on like rodent-sized things. Just urban yeah. animals. I'm waiting for like, the next one's going to be like a groundhog and then it's going to be like a dragon. A full, yeah, a yeah. full blue whale skeleton. Yeah. All right, so it is a squirrel skeleton. My favorite part is this thin, oh, wispy like tail. Oh, uh, oh I honestly didn't up. know they had any tail bones. I thought it was just like a tuft of hair. Uh, it's hard to see <laughs> the tail bone it? because it's... Uh... <laughs> Real articulated squirrel skeleton. Skeleton has been uh, beetle cleaned and bones sterilized before the articulation process. Cruelty free and ethically sourced. Okay. I bet. I, I bet. I, I bet the, it with my car. I bet the squirrel <laughs> would have to disagree. Yeah. Uh, and there are uh, only, there's only one left, but two people have this in their cart right now. Um, I'm gonna go a cool ninety. Ninety from Connor. This is not the same seller. No, this is a new seller. Hello, yes, I have returned. Here comes this time a squirrel. <laughs> I'm going to say... My backyard menagerie of animals. 85. I thought about 85. But right? It... I think it's a bigger jump. See, I'm scared it's going to be. I'm scared this one's going to be like the 130 or something like that. 
I think it's going to be something like that because they did describe the cleaning processes, which Actually, the, yeah. the original two. I'm going to go 105. 105? No, 100. I'm going to no, bump mine wait. up to 86. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go with even 100. All right, you too could walk home with this uh, squirrel skeleton for a low $145. God, which means wow. the point is going to Noel. Yeah, <laughs> holy hell. Uh, oh. this, this next one is articulated snake skeleton. Red-tailed boa, quality number one, boa constrictor. <laughs> uh, does it say how long this is? Uh, yes. Give me one sec. Oh, that's badass. I really like snakes. Although this one doesn't have like any like display thing. It looks like it's just sitting on like a piece of. It looks like fucking piece soundproofing foam. Belts, yeah. yeah. It's not particularly big. Oh, you know what? This might be like pinned down into this yeah so uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. pinned it's pinned to this piece of backing foam so that it can be mounted on a wall um oh. so it is a boa constrictor skeleton um let's see uh there's Which only the one left animal in... that's like really cool yeah well bats are cool uh there's only one of these left in stock and one other person does have it in their cart right now so you gotta act fast one forty five was the was the squirrel squirrely boy? Yes. I'm gonna say even two hundred. No. <laughs> yes. Two hundred. Two hundred. Um I'm gonna go higher than that. I'm gonna say two fifty. So we're going two fifty. I think it's two hundred. Fuck. Um I'm gonna go one eighty five. 185. I think it's right, 200 so on the nose, though. This skeleton has been cleaned, whitened, and articulated into a natural pose. The animal came from a private collection that uh, unfortunately was not able to thrive and ultimately passed away from natural causes. Um, the dimensions aren't listed from what I'm seeing, but... Okay. Uh, it doesn't look given. that big. Yeah. It, no, it's not. It's probably yeah. like 10 inches. Ten, 10 by 8 is the the length of the, the, is the size of the pad but yeah. the snake was probably a couple feet long yeah 4 feet maybe yeah I'm going to um, stick with my 250 sticking with 250 alright the total price for this snake is 240 so it's going to go into Trevor <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what do you mean by total price yeah, you said that with a lot of inflection. Yeah, it's it seemed like there was a there's a <laughs> distinction as opposed to the other prices that we buy it vertebrae no. by vertebrae. It's it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you have to buy it piecemeal. <laughs> yeah. It's well, fifteen cents of... for the snake and two hundred and thirty nine eighty five for the the pad. Yeah, <laughs> the felt pad behind it. It's the felt. um the thing is, is that underneath it always it's got like a payment plan option on a lot of these, and I think that's oh, what's yeah. throwing me. Like, oh. get this for like three things. All right, so we've got one <laughs> left. Currently, Noel has two correct answers. Trevor has two correct answers, but three points because of getting one exactly on the the money. <laughs> and Connor again. has no points. I got none. <laughs> so uh, Noel can tie this uh, with a correct answer or win with the exact amount. This next one is 
piranha skeleton, real fish skeleton, articulation, oddities, taxidermy, mummified fish, glass dome diorama. So I'm sending you this picture. This one is by far my favorite. Um, This really cool piranha skeleton has been placed inside of, like, placed on top of some fossilized coral. And it has a fossilized, maybe fake, probably fake, goldfish upside down inside of its rib cage. I don't know. That goldfish looks really really real. Yeah. It looks like a chicken wing. Here, let me send you another (laughs) picture. This is pretty great. Yeah. Um, It comes in. Stoner ass thought it was a a flat wing. uh, It (laughs) comes in a glass dome uh, bubble that has been taken off for uh, ease of viewing. Um. That I assume yeah, that is really cool. Isn't yeah. that amazing? All right, so there's only one of these left, although one person has it in their cart right now. It is a height, width, and depth of 15 centimeters because it's in a 15 centimeter sphere. Real piranha skeleton swallow a mummified goldfish and got reverse digested. <laughs> is what it says <laughs> in the description. What, what you does get? That mean? Uh, I upload every single specimen in a separate post. There is no random selection for delivery. The uh, skull skeleton taxidermy is processed by me and my team. Pictures are taken by me with my logo on it. Uh, if there's anything you want, message me. Yeah, so this this one is just so cool because, like, not only is it the the skeleton of this piranha, but it is like it's a know. diorama. Yeah, but it's a well executed diorama. What was the last one, Tom? Two forty. Yes. Oh boy. God. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go 350. Connor going 350. There's so many little small I think small it might be more than that. Parts honestly. of this, like, there's not a single thing missing from it, too. Like, if you look at that, all the little. It is really well put together, and I kind of want it. I think that some of the cartilage has been maintained, too, which I'm impressed by. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna say four hundred and twenty-nine dollars. Four twenty-nine for Trevor. I'm gonna say four forty-five. Four forty-five for Noel. All right. The price of this uh, prana skeleton uh, diorama is two hundred and seventy dollars. Oh, I got a point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Connor gets a point on that one. Uh, wow. I, did it. I was expecting a lot more. Yeah. yeah, that's that. I mean, after what we've seen, this seems like a really reasonable price for that yeah. uh, for this piranha skeleton. Maybe this should be our our trophy. <laughs> it's only yeah, two hundred and seventy dollars, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, you split that four split ways. That four ways, yeah. That's that's, still that's a lot. some amount of money. <laughs> that's still Damn some it. money. That uh, yeah. fucking ah. second place again. So that means that oh, uh, Trevor God. is the winner. Yeah, it does. Uh, Bam. Yeah, and this has been Direct Sales Disasters. What a success it was. Yeah, it was a very disaster. successful one. Second place what a... again. <laughs> I, I'm, I am glad that Trevor has the last game, though, because I was oh. starting to wonder, like, what if there was a full episode sweep? I feel like that like, would deserve a bonus that point. <laughs> like, if, if it's your multimedia week and you win all three of the games... What happens if you're in second all three of the games? Because so far I got two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for any fans out there listening, if you want to go back and 
tell us how many times this season <laughs> Noel has come in second, we'll send you a t-shirt. I would love to see also the results of if maybe half of those games were firsts, I would like to see the altered sort of mock uh, standings <laughs> of that, because I think it would be yeah. pretty damn close. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, so this last game is mine. Unfortunately, I could have had the sweep, but... You still could. Fiona would be thrilled if you did some sweeping. <laughs> still time left tonight. It is so dumb. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably true. Anyway. This... <laughs> so the name of my game is Pick Your Point. So the way that this is going to be played is I'm going to give you an option of how many points you would like. Oh, if you all had something to write on and something to write with, that'd be very helpful for this. People listening at home, you won't need that. You can just play along. The way that this is going to work, there are eight rounds. In every round, you'll have an option of any of three numbers for the amount of points that you want to get. Mm -hmm. So the first round is going to be one, two, or three. The second round is two, three, or four. The third round, three, four, or five, all the way up to the eighth round, which is eight, nine, or ten points. So okay. you're all going to pick a number. You're going to write it down. If you write down a number and nobody else wrote down that number, you get that many points. If somebody else wrote down that same number, you lose that many points. Mm. So your goal is to try and pick the amount of points that you want that you think nobody else is going to try and get. Okay. 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 So we're, we're doing a little bit of uh, categories kind of thing here. Kind of, yeah. But it's going to get tougher each round. There's going to be a lot of negative scores, probably. It's kind of become a theme in my games. Really enjoy it. <laughs> now, and then we're going to write stuff down and show it all at once, or are we sending you messages? Uh, so you're all going to write down your number for each round. You're going to write down your number, and then uh, when everybody's all set, you show it, and then we'll do the scores, and then move on to the next round. So the first round, one, two, or three points. So write down whether you want one, two, or three points. And if nobody else wrote it down, you get that. And there might be a little bit of dead air in this game, so I'm going to loop some music behind, so don't think that it's going to be dead air if you're trying to pick the perfect number of points. Cool. Okay. Yep. Just let me know when you're ready. This Good. is terrifying. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. And everybody has starts the game with minus three points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, round number one, show your scores. I did do three. I also did three. three. We all did three. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So... I was just like, oh, the, both of them are going to overthink it and be like, no, don't take three. Everyone's going to take three, and I'll be the only one who took three. <laughs> nope. So, now you know. I thought two was going to be the dangerous one. They're all dangerous, Connor. <laughs> There's only three people playing this. 
Luckily, that was the lowest point round. So we're going to move on to round number two. You can pick two, three, or four points. Okay. All right. Let's see it. Four. Two. Three. Yeah. Wow. All right. Damn it. <laughs> so, Noel is oops, in one. second place. Noel no, is Noel's winning. Noel's winning. Oh, yeah. With one point, <laughs> give it time. Tom back to even and Connor at negative one. So, yeah, third I... round, points are three, four, and five. All good? Yep. yep. All right, let's see it. Four, three, five. Three. Yeah! <laughs> God damn it. Wait, so Noel's just going to pick the highest number every time? No, just only until these first two rounds, until you guys caught on. <laughs> you mean first three rounds? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess so. Sorry, uh, Connor, you had three, and Tom, you had four in that one? I had four. Uh, I had three. Okay. So it's now six points for Noel, three for Tom, and three for Connor. Oh, yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go. Now's where it's getting tough, because you know what Noel's going to do, maybe. And it's four, five, and six points are the options. Y'all good? Mm -hmm. yep. All right, let's see what it is. Four. Six. Six. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I really just wanted to fuck up Noel. <laughs> you both did, and you both fucked each other over. <laughs> oh. And okay. wow, I can only imagine how this is going to end catastrophically yeah. for me at some Noel point. Noel currently has a 13-point lead, or, or no, 14. A 14-point lead. The score is 10 to negative 3 to negative 3. <laughs> but I've already picked my next that's point. only halfway through the game. And it's only going up from here. So really anything could happen. <laughs> I'm still even more scared. Yeah. There could be somebody else in first place at the end of this round. The numbers are five, six, and seven. All right. Good. All good. What do we got? Six. Seven. Six. Oh, oh fuck. Yes. And we do have a new leader. What? No. Or, sorry, yeah, tied. It's four points for Noel, four points for Connor, and negative nine for Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said I had 14. Right? Uh, no, you had 10, but it was a 14-point lead. Oh, 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 okay. So you lost that lead entirely. Yep, yep. And now yep. we're on round six. And the numbers are six, seven, and eight. It can't be positive. <laughs> You could still Ready. win, though. I could. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Six. Eight. Eight. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I knew this was going to yeah. happen. Uh, so that makes it real tough for Tom. He's at negative 17. <laughs> Connor is at 10 points in first place. Noel at negative four in second. This could be a second-place sweep for Noel. Yes. <laughs> and uh, round number seven is seven, eight, and nine points. Oh, 
All right, what do we got? Nine. Eight. Nine. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> so. Yeah, negative nine. Negative single was... digits. <laughs> uh, Connor, first place with one point. <laughs> Noel in third place now with negative 13. And Connor, or uh, Tom at negative nine. In second. In second. And so that means that Noel can't win, but you can get the second place sweep. Um. <laughs> Is that right? No, that's not right. Noel could win. Everybody could win. Because yeah. these numbers are really funky. All right. Last round. Eight, nine, funky and digits. ten points. We're going to go, before we show, we're going to go in uh, last place to first place order. So, Noel, you can show yours. Eight. Noel's got eight. And Tom, what do you got? Oh, no, Connor, don't make that face, nine. man. Tom's got nine. Eight. Connor put eight. Oh. <laughs> oh. Guys, I win. <laughs> <laughs> Tom wins with zero oh. points. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. God damn wow. it. Wow. What a nail Yeah, Noel yeah. ended with negative 21. Connor ended with negative nine. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to quickly look through the scores here. Um, the lowest number every time it was picked earned points. Or that's not true, other than the oh. last round. Yeah, the last round definitely did not. Yeah. But every other round, the lowest option got points or was not selected at all. Other than rounds two and three, I think, or and five, yeah. Other than rounds two, three, and five, the highest number of points was chosen twice. No. Sorry, I just have like a list of like about 45 numbers right in front of me right now. I'm not going to bother trying to do stats. Congratulations, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Would have come from behind. Yeah. I really hope that yeah, game think... frustrated you. It was oh, I most of that the goal. Game. That game was great. <laughs> it was. I I thought it was pretty cool, but uh, yeah, it was great. It just made I'm me mad. realize. It made me realize that words and numbers kind of really fucked me over. Today. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my game. Pick your points. That's a good game. That a good That's game. a really good game. I was I like trying it. to think of some way to like fuck with you and like have not just like trivia questions. It's best I could come up with. No, that was good. I really liked that. I, that was a new uh, new format for us. Yeah. Should we jump into some fake ads? Yeah. Yes. I think we should jump um, into some fake ads. Guys, I'm really excited about this sponsor today. Today's episode has been brought to you by Lowercase 2, America's <laughs> second best bank, um, online banking app. We have an app. You can do basic online banking functions on it, like, I don't know, check your balance or transfer money. We know that pretty much every <laughs> bank in the world has an app like this, but ours is pretty good. You should totally check it out. It makes stuff easy, and that's the point. Uh, so, so give us your money to hold, because we've got an app that's pretty good. Go to lowercase2.com today for info and to just give us your money. That's lowercase2.com. Right. Is that real? Is that a real thing? Like, no, it's the opposite of Capital One. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
I spent that entire time trying to figure it out. <laughs> so confused. God damn it. Uh, as soon as I was reading, I was like, I think that they get it, but they just don't think it's funny. But no. no. Totally did not <laughs> did not understand. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Ken Taco Hut. Uh, hey, you're a fat, greasy American. Why don't you stuff some calories and oil into your face? It can't decide between pizza and wings, or tacos, or fried chicken. Just pile them all together in a big old slap bucket, you fool. <laughs> oh, God. Get down on your on your cholesterol as it rises and, and destroys you. Yay, can talk about it. I do love <laughs> dipping my pizza in gravy. <laughs> <laughs> and then just coating the whole thing in lard, yeah. deep frying it. And sour cream. You know those, like, spicy um, Taco Bell packets? Throw that on uh, your gravy-covered like pizza. Like hot sauce? Yeah. yeah. I like how you call the hot sauce packets spicy Taco Bell packets. <laughs> They're a different thing than like regular hot sauce. I mean, they sauce. are Taco Bell packets. They're specific Taco yeah. Bell sauces. Yeah, we yeah I know. It's, it's oh, just like sauce. It, that's it's, it's, it's a packet yeah. filled of a tiny Taco Bell that's also spicy. <laughs> we, so there, there's a single uh, Taco Bell in Chicago that serves uh, PBR. Is that right, Trevor? No, they serve, oh, they serve like fat tire. Fuck. Are you guys talking about a Taco Bell cantina? Because yeah. those places are magic. So and <laughs> they have every, margaritas on tap. <laughs> every Saturday, Trevor would end his night by going to this Taco yeah. Bell and getting a beer and then get on the train and come home. And every Sunday, I would wake up to just a pile of Taco Bell packets <laughs> on our kitchen table that we just filled the entire bottom shelf of our fridge door with. The, wow. So, and the day we moved out, I threw them all away, and he was pissed. <laughs> so I got, the thing is, you never actually ask for these packets at Taco Bell. Oh, no. Like, they just at, take a giant handful and stuff it in the bag, no matter at, what. At the Wicker Park Taco Bell Cantina, there's like a separate container. <laughs> it's just, I was That's always like hammered when I went in there and I was like, oh, these right. are fucking great. I'm going to throw them on everything I make. And I would just take handfuls and pocket them. And then, you know, I'd also wake up the next morning and be like, why is, oh, that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We did one time run out of soy sauce in a bottle, and we were able to get a half cup of soy sauce from soy sauce packets that Trevor <laughs> <laughs> They're so helpful. Uh, I've never bought ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the plastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely, but it's not like they're going to not make those if I don't take seven of them. <laughs> what I really missed was, was like the, the hybrid foil packet tub sort of thing where you could squeeze it or dip it that was magical i love that one not familiar i don't know what yeah. that is today's oh, episode yeah. is also brought to you <laughs> by the never games our sister podcast hosted by mike paxtelman <laughs> check them out if if you haven't gotten quite enough games and fun that's the never games Go to theNeverGames.com to find all their episodes and comment on everything. Do they play games? Periodically. (laughs) (laughs) Indubitably. Do they play games? Quiet. (laughs) Do they play games? Indeed. (laughs) Uh, And this last ad is brought to you by... Sometime. (laughs) This is brought to you by uh, Containers of Ketchup. It's cheaper. (laughs) <laughs> but the plastic. <laughs> All right. All right.
right. So we are going to wrap up this episode in just a little bit. We've hoped you enjoyed it as much, uh, listening to it as we have creating it. But first, uh, some messages from the higher ups. Um, that's Trevor. Trevor's the higher up. Make sure you um, like, follow, subscribe um, wherever you find us, however you listen to us. It's basically the easiest way for us to make sure that we are successful, depending on whether we think it. And we always think that we're successful. Um, And you can always find us on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. And yeah, like us on wherever uh, wherever you interact with us. And it really helps a lot. It really does. Uh, in the spirit of helping a whole bunch, uh, what really helps is a whole lot is if you throw money at our faces electronically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the Never Games. Uh, there's a whole bunch of tiers there where, like, for $15, you can join a monthly Q&A, for, which I forgot that we decided we were going to do that. Uh, $40, <laughs> you can get a free T-shirt twice a year, all the way up to $200, which gets a commission drawing from TomTom. <laughs> Again, that's patreon.com at uh, t- patreon.com slash the never game. Does Patreon have a thing where they can request something and we, it's like name your price and they have to agree to it? No. No. Oh, that'd be really but cool. We do have an email. Yes, but if you do really have there's that, that one thing that you want on our Patreon that uh, isn't listed and you want to give us an offer how much you'll pay for it, you can shoot us an email uh, at. Hello at thenevergames.com. You can also send us any questions, comments, concerns, recipes, games, feedback. Really want to let us know how many times uh, Noel has come in second this season. Reach out to us there. Uh, we read every email we get and we respond uh, to every email we receive. That's hello at thenevergames.com. I think that should be reverse Patreon. We'll give you like 15 bucks if you figured that out. <laughs> we will not. Uh, <laughs> our website is thenevergames.com you can go there and see all of our stats I spent way too much time making this stats board and somehow I missed out on the second place finishes stat but it's really hurting (laughs) there is some interesting things there like how uh, of all of the games that Connor has made a total of 13 of them. Tom has won nine of them. Wow. 69% of Connor's games go to Tom. Nice. and I'm feeding my enemy. Yeah, <laughs> that's how all of these games work, Connor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's also lots of other things there. All of our websites, you can comment on things, talk with other fans, and look at our dating profiles. You can also find all of the music from today's episode. It's done by me and Noel under the band name Good Damn It. Noel fills everything in with the drums, and I do the other things that are not drums. Go check it out. Yeah, this, uh, thank you so much for everyone listening to The Never Games. My name has been and will always be Noel McGinnis. I am Trevor Kelly, at least for now. My name is Tom O'Brien, as far as you know. My name is Connor Provost. Good night, sweethearts. In case you forgot, the name of the show is The Never Games. We play games in all my balls. This has a Stickerbox Studios production. <laughs> That's where Connor got that shit right here from.
In a million years, I could not make up the name Gitson Borglum. <laughs> <laughs>